Hey everyone, and welcome to Tea Time with a Teacher. We are not going to have an episode this week, or next week. I really wanted to model self-care, and I know some teachers and some people think, oh, self-care, just an opportunity to not do something. I've really enjoyed doing this podcast, interviewing guests, talking with students, so many great memories and so many great experiences so far. When I think about the things that I have coming up, I know that I have to prioritize somewhere. I know that with spring break, oftentimes teachers may not do the best job of keeping work at work. I wanted to model self-care this spring break, completely shutting down from work. That's why when you're hearing this on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whenever you hear, this will not be a normal episode. And next Monday, we will also not have an episode. I will be going out of town. Uh, We're going to Santa Fe, get out, get some fresh air. And I wanted to truly disconnect. Thank you guys for listening and always supporting and always giving feedback and suggesting new guests and topics. I so appreciate it. And it's a joy to do this every week. Our goal is to get to 20 episodes. Right now we're at 16. I've got a couple great episodes planned. And then we'll take a break, kind of like a season ender. I can re-energize, plan out my guests, plan out my topics for the next season, and then we'll go on with 20 new ones. What I have coming up, I've got my one of my last grad school assignments here coming up where we have to interview principals, talk about their leadership styles, and so on, which actually this podcast has helped and given me an opportunity to already interview some great principals. If you haven't checked out those episodes, make sure to do so. In addition, I also have my final interview for a job that I'm applying for. And if all goes well, I may be stepping outside of the classroom and into a coaching role, providing the support for teachers like me who are once first-year teachers and help them in the classroom. My goal is to support them like my instructional coaches and my coaches supported me when I was just starting out. So fingers crossed for me. I really hope I do get it because I think it will be a great way to support new teachers and also a great, great way to get out of my comfort zone and to try on a new challenge. So those are the two big things that I've been working on and kind of why I could use a week or two break. But don't worry, we'll be back at it the week after we come back from spring break with another new amazing episode. Thank you, as always, for listening to Tea Time with the Teacher. Follow us on Instagram and spread the word. I've also been recently featured on another podcast, First Gen Teacher Lens. So if you go to them, download, subscribe, take a listen to the episode. He's a great host and an overall great guy and great educator. So make sure to check him out. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Get that stimulus check. And I'll see you on the other side. But of course, I would not leave you guys without some stories about what's happening in schools. All right, so starting off on a positive note, was able to get the first vaccine, almost there, almost can hug my parents again, although I don't know if they would like that, Um, and almost hopefully back to playing soccer, working out, doing all the things that seems like a long time. People say one year anniversary, and it really makes me think what life was like about a year ago thinking about I was at a different school with different students. We were preparing for the state test and all that came to a screeching halt. Graduation was canceled and all that. And now I'm at a different school and it's crazy to think about it. All right. But my first story comes from a parent interaction. So you know where this is going. And I think it goes along with Margot's quote when she talks about, 
As parents, don't always listen to what your kids say. They may lie to you. So I got a report from a parent saying that I had not let their student, their child, charge their computer, but I had let other students who I liked better charge their laptop. She was really, really upset. I talked with her. I apologized. And we moved forward, even though it didn't happen. Okay, and I think all teachers know out there, sometimes it's not worth fighting, even if you are in the right, because at the end of the day, it just causes more of a headache. What actually happened was that I have the student first period. I tell them, please charge your laptops in advance, right? Because what was happening is that everyone wants to charge their laptop because they didn't charge it the night before. And so they all group up by the one set of outlets that we have. And of course, when all the kids group up at one outlet, not only is it safety concerns, but also everyone wants to go crazy. So I told him, I said, you didn't charge your laptop. You're going to do it on paper. And when your laptop's charged, you can go get it and then resume the lesson, but you're doing it on paper. Then another girl asked, I said, you can go put your laptop over there, put it on charge, and then come back and do it on paper. But perception is everything. So that kid went home, told their parents, mom, Mr. McConney is not letting me charge my laptop and he's playing favorites and he's letting this other. The moral of the story is here, if a teacher is in the wrong and you are a parent, call them out for sure. But before you go after teachers and break that relationship, make sure that you get all facts of the story. Okay. Because what she wasn't, what the parent wasn't actually considering was that her child does zero work. So for them to need a laptop, it's so they can play games secretly. But that was all masked by the fact that somehow this turned into the teacher has it out against my son. And this happens so often, and I'm sure all teachers can attest to this. Sometimes your kid is lying. He wasn't doing his work. He didn't charge his laptop. He knew the class expectations, but he blamed it on me because he knows that eventually the the parent is going to back up their kid and think that the teacher is in the wrong. We worked it out. I apologized and we moved forward mainly because I didn't think it was worth fighting. Okay, second story. I'm not going to say where I heard this from. All I will say is that I know it is true. It has been confirmed. I'm not going to say who it's about or anything like that. Okay, and I want to share this story to show that when teachers complain or when teachers say, you know, kids don't do this or parents do this, we also hold ourselves accountable and hold each other to a high standard, or at least we should. And I think oftentimes teachers do that. But I think the perception from parents and families is that all teachers may not want to follow expectations, may just want to do the bare minimum and all that. Okay, and here's my example of teachers holding teachers accountable to make sure we are doing the best for our students. So there's one teacher who is all virtual, which I get, just like with students, you have to have discipline, right? It's so easy sometimes to say, oh, you know, let's end class early or, you know, we can skip class. Here's just the work, you know, do it on your own, whatever, because that energy is not there, right? When everyone has their camera off and all that. Unfortunately, students reached out saying that a teacher was doing a variety of things that they thought were inappropriate. And as a teacher, if students are complaining about a teacher and saying, we're not learning and we're not doing this, then you know it's a problem because it has to get to a point where the students, you know, normally when it's, they're not doing work, students are having a great time. But if it gets to the point where students are like, hey, we're not learning, that's a problem. So anyway, the 
students were saying that the teacher FaceTimes in class, FaceTimes her friends. They end class early all the time. Sometimes they say they don't know how to teach the lesson, so they don't teach it, and then they just cancel class. And then when the students brought it up, the teacher found out and punished the students for snitching, as they said. And I think this is a great example of one bad apple, right? A teacher who is not following the expectations that are needed as an employee. And I want to be very clear that other teachers do not condone this behavior. It makes us look bad, but please do not group us into this category. That teacher should be held accountable. We'll see if they recorded their classes. We'll see if there's any follow-up, right? We'll see if the bar is set a certain height but it has to be addressed. But I wanted to share this story, one, because I was appalled and I felt angry and and really upset for the students. And it also made me sad that oftentimes people take this behavior and extrapolate it to all teachers. And that's just simply not true. So I hope that story makes you a little angry, a little frustrated, but also say, wow, that teacher, completely inappropriate. I am shocked. But that's just that one teacher, they're, hopefully they're held accountable, but the majority of teachers are doing exactly, they're putting in every second of work, and they're doing the best for their kids. Crazy story when I found out. Crazy story. I was shocked, and I thought to myself, some of those things I would never even dream of doing, that's crazy. Anyway, those are my two stories. Hope you laughed, hope you got frustrated and a little bit angry, um, but also learned a couple things about what educators go through and how we always got stories like this on deck because every day is a crazy day. Thanks, guys. Having a wonderful spring break if you're a teacher. I won't see you guys next week, but I will see you guys the following week. Thank you so much for supporting. 